Well, good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Haggard Stephen Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, we're live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill, and on Sunday nights, they have uh, the fry special, and uh, Dane and I, our wives always say we twin each other, but we both went with the gizzards tonight. The gizzards were wonderful. They were on point tonight. Uh, gizzards and tots, my go-to on Sunday night now, Dane. They were just right, not too crunchy, not too chewy. Just right. Just soft with a little bit of barbecue sauce. That's all I needed. <clears throat> Well, Rex, we've got a good show on tap tonight. We're joined right now by Coach A.J. Calvert. Later we'll be joined by Coach Jesse Gaskell of the South Adams Starfires and then the guru of Indiana, Matt, Joe Caprino, later on. So it's a trifecta. It is, and that's kind of the way we're going right now. But we actually have actual wrestling to talk about this week. After four, four weeks of Rex and I talking about nonsense, <laughs> we're actually going to talk about real wrestling and preview some real wrestling. And WZBD's back on the air. Tuesday night, AJ. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, Columbia City's got a good squad traveling up there to the new high school. Uh, Rex and I call on that match as we do the first match of the year. And you know wrestling <laughs> season has started when you're calling a Belmont-Columbia City match. Hopefully, Rex, it's not as close as the last time we were up there. But it's the last time. Yeah, it's going to be the last time as Belmont and Columbia <laughs> City aren't going to wrestle each other to open up the season beginning next year. It's going to be something hard to get used to. They've done it every year since 1989, I believe. Any, any eight super duels will. Yeah, and we still don't know what the date is going to be for that. Obviously, from our vantage point, we'd like to see it on a different night than the ACAC duels um, in that weekend, but that's yet to be determined. Uh, we've, we've been in that gym, gym before. Dane and I did a match with Columbia City. It's a big, beautiful, nice new gym. Has lots of light in. Last time AJ and I did the uh, Columbus City match uh, in the Tech Center, it was dark. Couldn't see. Anything. Couldn't see much. No. <laughs> the gym's got a different look with no upper level, no upper deck. It just goes straight up on all sides. But there's a lot of space and uh, a very nice facility. So I'm excited to get up there on on Tuesday. Of course, Rex. On Friday, you made the long trek north to north and west to North Judson. Did no, you I didn't. learn anything? No, I didn't. Oh, that's right. The I boss did. No, the boss did. The boss, the boss did. did. I was just talking to uh, Steve on the phone. He said he was so cold he finally used some hand warmers. But I told him, I said, I'll go do it if those old bones of yours won't do it. And he said, no, I'll, Ed and I'll go. And I was like, okay, then. Okay, so next week uh, I'm, I'm in the friendly confines of Lucas Oil Stadium I did. where it's nice and warm. When I was listening at one point, I did hear Ed say, it's really hard to write down these statistics right now. <laughs> you know, and Ed's an, uh, he's, he's a professional, but... Well, they put him on top of the press box, and you could hear the wind whistling through the mics. I mean, it was... Not even indoors. No, no, that's what they said. It had to make him sit outdoors. They had a group of IHSAA officials that were there judging the crew so they let them sit inside and put all the radio outside. Just like the guy that was sitting next to us at the state finals at volleyball. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, yeah. A little bush, but. It is what it is. Of course, Adam Central won easily. Uh, I don't know. As expected. I don't know if you gentlemen read the Decatur Daily Democrat, but there was a certain prediction in the paper on Friday. A certain sports writer predicted the final score would be forty-two to seven. Did you see the final Friday night? What was it? It, it was close. forty-one to seven. It was uh, close. You okay. know, you would have missed, but I happened to talk to that defensive coordinator today at church, and I said, "Oh, what's the deal?" And he said, "We're going to shut them out. We are just going to shut them out." And the the seniors on the sideline come on and said, "We done. We're done." And he said, "No, we're shutting them out. You're staying in." And they go, "We want to have fun on the sideline. We're done." And, he's, and they said they took their helmets off and they, they wouldn't go back in. He's like, "All right, put them back in." And the bees gave up a touchdown and makes it forty-one-seven. But uh, that basically was a shutout. It was forty-one nothing. And uh, 
they just uh, were that much better than North Judson St. Pierre. Hey, there's a lot of young kids, though, that got a chance to play, and they can say, I played in a semi-state game as maybe a freshman or sophomore, and they'll be looking to do that again some year. And I think it was five five semi-states in a row that Adam Central had lost, so a big deal for them to get over the hump. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, course Coach Curry was online on Indiana Matt yesterday or today congratulating his wrestlers who haven't started their season yet. He's got a much different... Uh, game plan now as he's not going to have anybody in the room uh, not anybody but for the most part as we heard last week on the show he's only going to have seven or eight guys in the room until after thanksgiving and you know aj you talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the season been there done that their uh, their defensive side of the uh, ball you see some really nice open field double leg takedowns (laughs) they're very depth so what do you do do you you take the seven or eight weight classes you can fill go wrestle matches get beat and give these kids have been practicing for a month and a half a chance to wrestle or do you wait till you get your full squad and those kids that have been there and aren't football players don't get a chance to wrestle it's kind of a well that was the question and they did postpone the the belmont ac match it's not going to be on december 2nd so at this point, I think Coach Curry feels like he doesn't have enough guys to, to, to be competitive, and he wants to get this whole group together to, to start their schedule. Well, that kind of helped <clears throat> happen with Belmont last year, but it wasn't uh, football-related. It was COVID-related, and they got put, put on a two-week hiatus at the beginning of the season. So they came in in some of our first matches, and their kids were like, oh, and they had no matches. Well, the problem is you don't want to oversaturate your schedule at the end. You don't want to take those some, those few matches and then – pile them on in January and wear yourself out. It's a little bit like if you ever sit down and talk to Randy Heisner about training regiment and you, you know you 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 wear off, you take off some of the miles as you get towards regional and semi-state and you don't practice as hard because you want to make sure that that wear and tear isn't there. So it'll be an interesting uh, challenge for for coach Curry this year. And we did see that in the Belmont team at, as they got toward the end they were trying to squeeze matches in and they finally just said you know, we got kids that are starting to get worn down toward the end of the season. This is not a required match. We're going to drop that, and they did. Well, later in the show, we are going to go over some actual results as we had some big matches. Prairie Heights and Columbia City wrestled last week. We have uh, local matches. We had a conference match last week. We also had, in the first for the first time in Indiana history, an all-girls dual meet, which ended up 30-30, to Columbia City and Jay County. Uh, we also have... Results from the girls' tournament at Northview as Belmont had two girls and Columbia City and Jay County had a bunch of girls involved in that. And then we'll take a look at the Columbia City-Belmont lineups for Tuesday and talk a little bit about Belmont's open house um, wrestle-offs that they had last Wednesday. Dane, are the girls going to get a chance to wrestle against Columbia City on Tuesday night? I'm sure they've got opponents for them. They do. Uh, they, well, I assume they will. There was a Columbia City girl that Trinity wrestled yesterday. Okay. So I'm guessing that those two match up again for sure. I'm, well, not, I'm not sure they want to wrestle Trinity. She's really good. Yeah, she, you'll talk about how she did it at that tournament last this weekend. No, the last time that Dane and I were up at Columbia City, they actually had a mat on the side over there. And they had Columbia City's girls wrestling a dual mate, and they brought in uh, Brebuff and one other school. There was, there was, they didn't have enough, so there was two schools going against, uh, and they kind of did a little round robin. And that was one of the first all dual, all girls duel that we saw on the side of it, and it went pretty well. Yeah, Columbia City's got good numbers, and Coach Culp has really uh, taken the lead 
um, in this area at least, along with Coach Myers, is having pretty big squads. Guys, as you take this break, I'm going to go back over here and get some of the special tonight, which are French fried shrimpies, and they've got wings as well on Sunday night. So don't forget, great food here at the Double Eagle. You can't beat it. Prices are right. Plenty of libations, cold and ready. Uh, I think 13 or 14 television sets to watch the games. Uh, Big game coming up tonight, IU basketball, a little after about halfway through our show. But uh, stay with us. So with that, we're going to send it back to the studio as the weigh-ins have ended. We're going to take a break here with uh, Steve Rouse running board for us. First and commercial, we'll be back with the first period and our first coach, uh, first guest, Coach Jesse Gaswell, right after this. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Brad Weber proudly supports the WZBD Wrestling Coaches Show. He also supports youth football in Adams County as a board member of the Decatur Football League and president of Belmont Cadet Football, giving our youth the chance to learn the great game of football. Some of the best football players in our area have also been fantastic wrestlers. That's why famous coaches like Joe Gibbs and John Madden always wanted wrestlers on their team. Find out more about youth football opportunities by giving Brad a call at 452-7045 or email bw at bradweberlaw.com. Welcome back to Hager Stephen Hershey's High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by Double Eagle here at Cross Creek. Once again, live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill as uh, AJ is headed over and have his shrimp special. You and I went there shrimp last week, and that shrimp here, and I don't know if they're straight out of the St. Mary's or what, but they are fresh as can be tonight. We went with the chicken gizzards, but uh, always good food here. And uh, Dane, our food's good enough. My wife has decided to join our show this year. Uh, chips and salsa are, are the best in town here. Well, she likes it because she's gone with it, I think, three weeks in a row. But we're joined here by Coach Jesse Gaskell of the South Adams Starfires. Football season and your DJ career now off to the side. It's time to focus on wrestling. We were giving you a hard time, I don't know if it was last week's show or two weeks ago, about you being the only head coach at South Adams that survived. You, were The swim coach, the bas- two basketball coaches have all moved on to different uh, jobs, but you're still here, and we're glad you, we discussed that you're our original guest for this show. That's a title that nobody's going to be able to take from you. But uh, you, you found more people. Is what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Something like that. Well, I definitely wanted to talk about your season outlook, and one of the things that has changed in the uh, dynamic of Indiana High School Wrestling is that Team State does not have all 12 teams decided at this point, and I think we have seen the... Uh, the effects of that decision already in your scheduling. So tell us a little bit about what you've done with your schedule in an effort to be that 12th team. Well, yeah, thanks for uh, letting me come back here, here again. I appreciate it. You guys are doing 
awesome stuff with the um, coaches show and just uh, the sport of wrestling in our area and, and really all around, even with Indiana Matt. So appreciate you guys. Keep it up. We call it coaches show, but it's it's just an overall show. We yeah. have coaches. Oh, we have all kinds of people on. We had a big uh, officials uh, um kind of a special last year when jimmy jimmy uh troyer retired so i mean we're we're open to anything just to make this a different kind of show we don't want to be fall into the mm-hmm. football coaches show the basketball coaches show yeah we're their high school wrestling weekly yeah no you guys are doing great so keep it up appreciate you having me out here um looking at the schedule changes that we made this year um yeah absolutely if, if you don't get uh qualified in you know if you have um, younger guys who are newer to the sport or whatever, you don't get as many points come postseason. Um, or if you have, like we had, a, a lot of seniors, you don't get points for those either. And so you've really got to make your case uh, if it comes schedule schedule changes. And so, um, you know, taking some looking at our schedule and saying what's going to be the best uh, opportunity to uh, to prove our case. And, and we we throw in Daleville, uh, we throw in Delta. Um, we, we stick with Newcastle going down and seeing Centerville. Um, we, we throw in hammers like Cowan uh, that's, that's near the top of the list in the, in the top ten. And, um, real, I mean, really, obviously, keeping a mindset towards postseason, you want to get your guys good matches. You don't want to go in uh, with high records, and then it's like, yeah, but who did you wrestle? Um, the goal is to, is, is to get the best matches out there. And so if you can wrestle uh, four <laughs> of the top, Five, you know, five of the top ten teams in uh, in the first couple weeks of the season. Man, that really starts at, starts out the season well. And you know, um, Tony Curry was on here last week and talking about you know Adams County's been um, blessed to have good football teams. And so when it starts to eat up your November, you do need to start early uh, with some tough competition. Obviously, our conference um, last year for us was our first first dual match of the year. This year we're not, we're now going to have uh, two duels before that, but they're not easy slouch duels. Uh, they're tough right off the get-go. So, so yeah, we're hoping to make some schedule changes so that it um, shows that we do have a team that's willing to compete and uh, fight for our right to be there. So just to, to fill everybody in on the premise, they are waiting for the 12th team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last I had heard from the Coaches Association, that's going to happen in the evening on December 18th or maybe in the afternoon on the 19th. So that's going to allow you, like you said, to get those matches in to have that Saturday tournament at Newcastle. Exactly. I was down there with yeah. you last right. year. You had guys had the unfortunate injury last year, I Correct. remember. Um, but there were some good matches there. And like you said, you've got an opportunity to take the teams in front of you. And the nice thing is, if you're trying to be that 12th team, you don't really lose anything by losing to no. the team right, who's, right. Ranked, yeah. who's ranked fourth or fifth. You already know that they're going to be at Team State. It's really just about proving that you belong with them. And if you can, you know, scalp a win out of one of those four, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you are one of the, and that may be what it comes down to when we look at those last teams. Mm-hmm. You've got 11 teams here. Okay, who's eligible to come, who's in this division, and who has a win head-to-head against one of them? Yeah. That, that probably is going to be one of the very first criteria. And that's probably going to carry more weight than anybody who's under consideration who didn't wrestle a single team who's going to be in the field. You know, exactly. you don't want to be the team who said, well, we're 7, you know, 7 and 0 or 10 and 0 and then somebody's going to say, well, you haven't wrestled anybody that's going to be at team state. So what does that prove? And sure. I think we we saw that last year with Jay County and the great performance that they had and they just showed that they had really improved and that the, maybe their number wasn't what it should have been in the spring 
And uh, I think you guys have made some roster additions that are going to show that the number that you had assigned to you in February or March necessarily isn't going to match up to where you guys are in 1A. So, Dane, since football season official over for him, is Jesse, are you able to talk about these new acquisitions that you've made that have dragged off of a different sport back into wrestling? <laughs> I wondered if you guys were going to start. <laughs> well, yeah. Of course we were. You're on the like, air. So now we're like, talking. Any, anytime they can put a mic on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we asked the tough questions here. This isn't a lollipop yeah, so organization. Gr- so Grant Moser actually has one year of eligibility left in, in <laughs> yes. high, school, Heavyweight. high school wrestling. Wait, 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 wait. 285 <laughs> is the weight limit. He'll make it. He'll okay. make it. We have, we've already done the weight management. He'll be able to get down. He <laughs> might have to shave his beard. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, we've got some. we've got some – some role makers who uh, who made some leadership on the football field, and they're also going to make a difference in our wrestling room. So um, we'll be excited to have them join he us. He won't tell He's us. He's not giving it up. <laughs> uh, you know what? Hey, let's just put to a – does one of them have to have his ankle taped? Hey, hey ankles are fine. Okay. Ankles are fine. All right. But one of them might have um, – might have history of wrestling in his past. So, yeah. <laughs> there we so go. That'll, that'll well, <laughs> let's talk about the guys that you do have back. You've got to go into politics. I wrote, <laughs> yeah, right. Very <laughs> basic question you had there. I wrote your preview for the Democrat last week and got a little bit of information out of you, even though I wasn't allowed to print all of it. But uh, you do have a returning state qualifier in A.J. Dahl, uh-huh. who went as a sophomore. You've got Silas Loshi, who's a two-time ticket rounder. You've got Colton Bullenbacher, who had a great year last year, made it to semi-state as a freshman, and you got a couple other guys who have some varsity experience, and um, you mentioned earlier that you got a young man who was varsity for Bluffton a year or two ago, so those kinds of additions are always nice. Last year you had one from uh, Muncie who came in in the middle of the year, showed up in your room, and all of a sudden you had another varsity wrestler. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it'll be good to see, and even just the, the, the culture of these guys who are mo- now more mature, um, you got Logan Bauman even as a uh, as a senior. You know he's going to step into shoes as what does it look like to be a senior um, who's been yeah he's on the on the smaller side of our our roster, but he's still got a voice and he's still going to lead. And Colton Bullenbacher who jumped into uh, varsity time last year, semi state qualifier. Um, I, I think when you start that out that way, it's gonna it's gonna push you to to make it happen um, in the next year. So so where do those guys fit in weight wise? Silas yeah. is at 126 right now. Um, he's he's weighing about yeah he's weighing about 126. So so will Bauman be heavier than him or lighter than him? Um, Yet Logan, to be will be, seen. Logan will be lighter than him. Okay. Yep. So Bullenbacher will be higher up at 32 probably. Right. Yep. So he'll have to make that. Uh, and it is. It's just kind of a shuffle game. Um, you know, some guys start out the season at one weight, and as their weight management plan lets them make moves, they. They look towards the end of the season of what's going to make them uh, be able to. Because it is. It's a, it's a team. You know, that's why we're making our schedule changes. It's a team game at the beginning, right? And then everybody gets um, hungry individual when it's can. What, what's the route to get down to state? And then the other thing that I noticed, and Rex, you'll like to talk about this. As I looked through their lineup and I compared it to the other lineups, I thought, oh, here we go again. Yeah. It's going to be another Alex Curry, yeah. A.J. Dahl, Garrett yeah. Manley. Yep. Um, ring around that yeah. th- those two had or those three had two years ago when they were all at the same weight and Garrett Manley just kept slotting in behind him and kept moving on but uh, it was a lot of fun competitive high scoring matches when those three wrestled and it looks like they're all going to three be in the same weight class this year you know I, th- I think coming off of football season that AJ had 
I mean, I think his confidence, he had a great baseball season came off. I mean, he's coming in, uh, he was a little bit banged up toward the end of the wrestling season last year. I think mm-hmm. that knee injury, they kind of slowed him down a little bit. Uh, it didn't didn't let him finish his season strong. I mean, that's all behind him, and I, I think he has coming in with a, with a whole new confidence level that I think uh, has given him a, a better attitude towards the season. Yeah, absolutely. He, you know, he made, he made a comment in the wrestling room just the other day. He said, man, that, that knee's not even bothering me anymore. Yeah. And uh, so he's really taken care of himself and uh, improved. You know what? All three of those guys um, have matured uh, in the last couple you know, couple years. Garrett Manley, I heard, had uh, a fantastic offseason. He spent um, a lot of time. <laughs> he really devoted himself, and he's so quiet and humble about it. But when you talk to him, you can tell that he's hungry. He's, yeah. he's ready to make sure that he doesn't leave Belmont without really making his mark. That's I know awesome. Rex and I have seen him enough. We can remember specific matches that he won, a big one against Carroll a couple of years ago. But he wants, you know, he's ready to make that big win. You know, we're, cool. we're used to him having a little bit of funk. I mean, hitting something and catching somebody. But I think uh, that kind of a niche catch somebody thing's over with. And I think he's uh, turned into a skilled wrestler just uh, really helping out. Dane, uh, one thing, uh, Joe Hanneman is saying, we want to, we want to mention that uh, since Iowa has uh, started their women's program, that uh, Carissa Chung was named an Iowa head wrestling coach yeah. for the women's team. Here today, I saw a big article on it that Joe had on his website. Uh, very good. And uh, speaking of that, uh, why don't you tell us a little about, about our live spot here for um, Fort Wrestling Facility. Yeah, well, we had Andy on a couple weeks ago. And, Jesse, I don't know if you listened to that show, but it's just crazy how much time and effort he's put into – and money. And money. And <laughs> yeah. taking this basically empty facility and making it what he considers a pretty state-of-the-art wrestling facility. He's bringing people in from all over the country, uh, from different states. He's also bringing in you know, the best wrestling minds from, from Fort Wayne, Telemontes, and, and some of those guys. And uh, it, it's really exciting. And he's doing a lot for, for young kids. He's doing a lot for high school kids. And when you talk to him, you can tell that this isn't about making homestead wrestling better and i think some people probably think that 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 it is but when when you listen to what he's trying to do uh, it's awfully impressive he's doing it at a pretty cheap rate when it comes down to it he talked about not being able to you know he's not covering the bills by by what he's taking in at this point yet and uh it's really exciting if you've got a young wrestler look him up fort wrestling facility on facebook find uh, the things that he's got going on and, and check it out so uh Coach Gaskell, thanks for coming in and being our OG, our original guest. And uh, as the uh, first period's coming in, we're going to send it back to the studio and Steve Rouse running the board for us for a round of messages. We'll be back with our second period and our interview with Coach, uh, not Coach, but uh, Joe Caprino from IndianaMat.com right after this. When you're doing new construction or remodeling and you need drywall, the name to call is Paul Baker Drywall. Paul Baker Drywall does championship caliber work and gives you free estimates. Paul uses all the latest styles for your approval and his work is always guaranteed. Give Paul a call today at 701-4388. That's 701-4388. When it's time for drywall, use the best Paul Baker drywall. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one.
Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur is hands down the best auto body repair shop in the Midwest. That's why your friends and neighbors give Bowers Paint Studio a five-star rating on Facebook. Your family ride get dinged in an accident? Take it to Bowers for a free estimate. Need a custom paint job for your collectible car or motorcycle? Bowers Paint Studio is the place to go. Nate works with all the insurance companies and can help you get a loaner. That's Bowers Paint Studio on West Monroe Street in Decatur. The Double Eagle here at Cross Creek once again live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill where the uh, food of choice tonight for our next guest, Joe Caprino, was the wings. Joe had a big old basket of wings and some uh, tots there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, they're very good. Uh, well, you know, good sauces and <laughs> definitely uh, filled up on those. Couldn't, couldn't just try one. You wanted to make sure you could try it at least, at least two of them. Yes, of course. Well, Joe, it's been an interesting uh, last two years, I'd say, in high school wrestling. The pandemic made things really weird last year, but we're back to normalcy. And Indiana Matt has already put out its preview magazine. How many years in a row is this? Ooh, this is about nine or ten, I think. We have quite a few of them. So this year you went with something different. You did an alternate cover, correct? How many different covers did you have? We technically had six covers. We had um, the five returning champions, uh, Brody Bauman and Gabe Sollers, Jesse Mendez, Zeke Seltzer, and Jay Conway. And then we had one with all five of them on there. And I know the kids really liked having you know, their own separate cover that they had. You know, of a cover of a magazine is really cool. So they, they got a lot of kick out of that. And I think the parents and everyone really liked those. Well, it's just like anything with high school athletics. The more inclusive you can be, the more people that you recognize, the better. And, and there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with recognizing kids. And I'm sure they all appreciate it. It's a great magazine. And if you haven't gotten a chance to look at the digital copy or to buy the, can you still buy the hard copy? Uh, yeah, we still have a limited number of uh, hard copies. I don't think we have any of the uh, copies with all of the five seniors left since I wanted to keep a couple for my archives. But, yeah, we have some of them left. Great quality magazine. We went with a different supplier, and uh, everything turned out really good. You now, talk, you just, talk about just, by, just by circumstance, I don't know if you've seen the cover, but there is a young man also on the cover, and that would be Reeve Muncy who makes it on the background. That might I, just be circumstance. I don't know. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Just, I just picked a picture that looked nice and happened to be someone I knew. Well, that's what happens. You get to run the show. You do what you want. But uh, we talked a little bit off air about uh, your swag store, and uh, I went with the uh, Belichick hoodie tonight. That's my go-to fave. The brand-new hats, too. I, I really like the design of the hat this year. So we've got a couple of giveaways here for our uh, guests in attendance, and we'll hand those out at the end of the show. But anytime that you want to get some Indiana Matt swag, make sure that you jump on the online store and check it out. You also have a new feature that I wanted to talk about today, and that is your new Silverback subscription. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we uh, have a little bit of a Silverback subscription. We wanted to give a little bit more perks for the people that bought the magazine and just the people that are supporting the website. So uh, we get our rankings, our individual rankings are going to be basically semi-locked for those people that aren't members uh, for about 24 hours. And there's people that have paid, it's $10 a year, a pretty minuscule amount of money. But uh, they pay that, they get to see those right away when we release the rankings. The other people are going to have to wait 24 hours to see everyone other than the number one ranked guy at a semi-state or state rankings. So a little bit of a teaser, and including the number one guy, but not everybody else. And have you had success so far in your, in your subscription numbers? Yeah, we've got quite a few subscriptions. Uh, most of them are right now from the magazine because if you bought the magazine, you've got to 
upgraded automatically, so that's always good. Uh, and, you know, it's going to keep going as we release more and more rankings, and people want that stuff right now, and that's the, the way we, we are right now. We want everything right now, and hopefully we'll get quite a few more subscribers to help pay for some bills and add some new things that we're planning on for the future. So as uh, the casual fan jumps on to Indiana, Matt, if you're somehow you've been living in an igloo for the last 10 years, uh, when you jump on the website, it shows up your brand new news articles. You've got Wrestling Wednesday, some really good articles so far in the, in the season. You've got Monday Madness, a nice story about Tony Abbott and Cowan and what they've done. You've got links to Gorilla Radio, just a lot of stuff on the homepage to begin with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We have our Monday Madness articles. Uh, Steve Craw, he kind of covers basically the northern hemisphere of Indiana. He, <laughs> Fort Wayne and East Chicago semi-states is kind of where I lead him for articles. And then down south, uh, Jeremy Hines does those. So we got a real good article on Cash Turner from Edgewood. He's, he has a, his off-season training regimen includes riding bulls, and it's awesome, <laughs> awesome article. It's a, good, it's a good picture for sure. Yeah. Now, one other thing that I want to point out, because I talk to some students sometimes where they're like, man, I don't know where to get that information. I'm like, it's on Indiana Matt. You just got to go there. And that's if you scroll over the homepage button and you go to Teams and you click there, you've got the option of choosing Indiana or any of the out-of-state teams that Indiana teams wrestle. But let's go to South Adams since we're talking to Coach Gaskell today. And if you scroll down to South Adams now, tell us a little bit about what's changed from that viewpoint. Yeah, we, uh, or I, basically, uh, just streamlined a little bit. We have a uh, our, our roster area where you can look at, you know, all the kids that are there in their semi-state rankings are on our watch list there. You got our schedule area where it tells what events they're at and what matches they're going to have, like duels, what matches they're going to have at that dual meet so that you can keep track of those pretty easy. You can click on those links and go to the details of the, the results and add the results, update the results, all sorts of things. So a lot of stuff's clickable. You can even, like, hey, they're wrestling a certain team. You don't know how good they are, so you click on their profile, and you can go see you know who they wrestled and see some of their top wrestlers and all that stuff. And for some of us that are a little more fanatical than others, you've also got the track wrestling link for each team uh, yes. underneath their, their, their team name. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a, and I also have a track wrestling link in our results uh, menu that will take you to the Indiana season, which has all the results that teams put in for track wrestling there, too. So, Joe, how much time do you spend a week keeping this the greatest <laughs> uh, wrestling website in the country? Uh we don't want to talk about that, but a lot, honestly, a lot of it is. Uh, well, it's not like falling off a log. I mean, you got to put work in it. It it takes work. Yeah, it's a lot of it's dynamic. Uh, when you add a result, it goes to both teams' profiles. Um, everything works behind the scenes with databases and stuff like that. So it's not as bad as it as it would look. But there's a lot of work in the off season, a lot of updating. I know someone asked about something. We have a. Uh, a tab that you can go to this week's this week in wrestling has everything for this coming week and all the matches and you can look at it has rankings has whatever you do a couple people at you know hey what if you had this in there so it took me about 10 minutes and i added that in there They're like oh that's pretty cool so it's because more, you have a real job too right yes i do yes and i <laughs> coach and <laughs> I, <laughs> people think that rest radio is my job it's like uh, no yeah <laughs> this, is, this is my fun time yeah, this is, uh, but it, it takes some time. But once you know everything's starting to get more and more streamlined every year, so I have to do less and less during the during the season, and I can enjoy the season much more every year. 
Well, one of the things that I really appreciate uh, as the team rankings coordinator now is the ability to, and if you go on there and you look at them and you haven't looked at them before, we pin the matches that show why someone is ranked and why someone isn't, those types of things. And they come up as significant matches, as wins and losses. You can, you can look, instead of looking through all 26 matches that are in just pure text form, instead they're all hyperlinked. And you look and you see, okay, South Adams, they have you know, one loss so far this year. It's to Cowan. Well, what, who's Cowan? Oh, Cowan is 12-0. and 0. Oh, okay. And then next to Cowan, it'll even say what they're ranked on the side to the left. And so all of that stuff is interactive. And uh, as we joke all the time when we talk about it, we talked over a decade ago about making a John Harrell wrestling website. And uh, I think... I think if John Harrell saw what we had, he probably doesn't even know about wrestling. <laughs> he would be impressed. That's yeah. all I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know, it's been something, you know, it's, we're going on 13 years and a little over a week for the, the birthday of the Indiana Matt. So, uh, you know, it's been picking and choosing things from, from other websites, wrestling, football, baseball, whatever, kind of trying to see what they're doing and try to mimic it, but add a little bit more of our flavor in it. And that's kind of how we've, evolved i mean no other wrestling website has the rankings and the details with the significant wins links to those matches links to the wrestlers links to the teams everything like that you can click i mean there's so many hyperlinks in each page that you can click and you can get into a wormhole of uh things going on there you know we we talked last couple times you've been on here but now indiana matt you are the gold standard for high school wrestling websites or wrestling websites in the country and you said you have people calling you asking how do you do this how do you want to do this but you are the gold standard now, correct? Uh, I'd like to say so. I mean, Pat yourself on the back. Come yeah. on, Joe. There, there's some good websites out there. There's a lot of people that put a lot of time into it. But I think, you know, our Indiana Matt has a lot of things that a lot of teams don't, you know, a lot of states don't have. I have an extensive history. If you go click on some random wrestler that wrestled at the state tournament, you go to his. Everyone that qualified for the state tournament has a profile on Indiana Matt, and it has a list of the matches they wrestled at the state tournament. So you can see. Oh, you know, you have to get an argument about someone like, oh, no, he lost to this kid from, from Center Grove. No, he didn't. He lost to the Cathedral kid. Or you go to Indiana Matt, check out their name, and you can find out exactly who they lost to or who they beat in the semifinals, whatever. So he definitely has historical data. Mine's there. Even yeah. you've got a page, Rex. And, that's, and how, I, that's how far back their archives get. I, I found an error. I, have to send, I had to send something to Joe. There's an error in there, but <laughs> it's not a big deal. We need a picture of you, though, too, in there. Oh, you, have, you have one of your old pictures? I mean, well, I chiseled on. I've uh, got them saved. <laughs> the, the picture's up on the wall. Oh, you take my kids up to the restroom and said, Dad, I looked up there and you're nowhere on that wall. <laughs> yeah, all this I'm there. You just, you just don't recognize him. <laughs> Is it chiseled in, uh, in, in yeah. brick there up there? Or the what? Flintstones, like the pictures they had hanging on the wall <laughs> yes. with Flintstones. So, Joe, I do have to ask you before we end our segment here, what's next? I don't know. I, I know one thing we're looking to do is add some uh, streaming of some events. I know we're going to do the Mount Carmel and Crown Point match January, I want to say 19th. I always get the date wrong. It's that Friday before section uh, Friday the week before section I think it's the 19th gonna have a great match there uh, a lot of a lot of Indiana guys whether they're in Crown Point or at Mount Carmel going at it so I know Mike and I are gonna be over there for that and it's gonna be you know that's where we're gonna start looking to do some more of those things and got some other things in, on, on the horizon that we're looking for uh, don't want to quite uh, release it yet until we until we sign the sign the deals. Nobody but. wants to really answer our questions tonight. I think that's the problem. We do look forward to the simulcast that we have for the uh, for the layout of the seedings for the team state. I mean, that's always a good show because it's basically a two hour show that's uh, webcast through Indiana Matt. So, well, and it would be an Indiana Matt segment on our show without giving a shout out to Mike Reiser, who uh, is 
constantly hearing, I can't imagine how many texts and emails and uh, direct messages he gets a day on, hey, did you see that this guy beat this guy? Or did, do you really think this guy's going to beat this guy? It's just nonstop throughout the season. But Mike takes it all uh, in stride and does a great job with the individual rankings. Oh, definitely. And I know, I know it's always fun. Our pre-shows are, we always want to say that our pre-show for the uh, Gorilla Radio should be uh, should be uh, subscription-based subscription, because there, there's a lot of juice in there. And, <laughs> and it, it's, I mean, sometimes people like texting us like, you guys going to start? I'm like, oh, no, we're, we're still talking about whatever happened last weekend, you know, and all these texts and emails that we're getting and stuff. So Here's what yeah. you need, Joe. You need a Dane-filling script no. timed <laughs> out. That's, that, that, that makes you the best wrestling talk show in the state of Indiana, this right here, this piece of paper. Hey, you try to keep – you can't keep Mike on, on script like that. <laughs> so with that, uh, our uh, second period has come to the end. I'd like to thank Joe for sitting in. Uh, we'll hear with more – we'll talk with more uh, Joe Moore here on the third period right after these messages from our fine sponsors. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located in between Decatur and Bluffton on 400 West. Christmas is right around the corner. Heller Nursery has fresh cut greens and wreaths for decorating. Don't forget Christmas trees and poinsettias. Come see our wide selection of houseplants and indoor pottery. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year round. Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur has the perfect Christmas gift for the entire family. This year, give the gift of golf. Reduced rates for next season are now available. Student memberships, singles, couples, family, and seniors are all options on the 27-hole beautiful Cross Creek Golf Course. Gift certificates from Cross Creek make great stocking stuffers. New merchandise, including sweaters and outerwear, are also great gift ideas. Stop in soon for the best selection, Cross Creek Golf Club in Decatur. Looking for a trusted name in home or farm insulation? Ted Sprunger Insulation has been taking care of families in our area since 1978. When it comes to spraying foam and cellulose insulation, Ted Sprunger Insulation can't be beat for service or price. Give them a call today at 273-5068 or at 824-3021. That's 273-5068 or 824-3021. Ted Sprunger Insulation. Welcome back to the Haggard Septon Hershey's Hill High School Wrestling Weekly, hosted by the Double Eagle here at Cross Creek, once again live from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. And uh, we had the uh, special night, Dane and I, as always, usually have the same thing. We had the, the Gizzards and Tater Tots this week, and uh, the Gizzards are a fine choice here at the Double Eagle. So now we made our way to the third period. Joe Caprino from IndianaMat.com is still with us here. And uh, Dane, you have a couple of topics you want to talk about here, right? Yeah, definitely. We want to go over the results from this past week and really just the weekend. But Belmont was in action with the girls wrestling down at the big Northview girls tournament. And I don't remember how many teams there were. It was over a dozen. There was it was a pretty decent. A lot of the weights had uh, places all the way down to eight. But I did want to highlight a couple of uh, girls of note from our area. Lizzie Dollar was your champion from Jay County at 106 pounds. She's ranked eighth in the state. We'll give a shout-out to Brandon Raza, who's our girls' rankings coordinator on Indiana Matt. Uh, it is interesting to see, and I guess we haven't talked about this yet, we do have a new high school who's allowed to compete this year in sectional. Is that correct? Uh, Ileana Christian, are they fully eligible now? Yes, I believe so. So it's kind of a weird story. <clears throat> they had to rewrite the rule book for them. Uh, Ileana Christian was an Illinois school directly on the border. 
and they build a new location, but they build it on the Indiana side of the border. And the IHSAA made them go through the probationary process and everything, even though they had full athletic participation. So they've been competing non-varsity or exhibition or JV for the last, I think, three years. And I don't know what kind of wrestling program they have, but uh, good to see them. But uh, anyways, they had the so, champion at 113. So where did you go to football a couple weeks ago? Union City. Oh, yeah. Union City, where the half, town, is, half town's in Indiana, half town's <laughs> Ohio. So depending on which side of the high school is built on. Yeah, definitely. So, And then um, Jay County also had a, a girl, Jayla Holskamp, who was third place at 120. It was Andrea Hernandez of Belmont. She went 4-1 and one on the day, but lost in the quarterfinals and ended up taking fifth. She lost to the young lady who was the champion. So I didn't really look at the draw, but I did see that she went 4-1, and one, and her loss came to the champ, and she finished fifth. How's that? That's the worst draw in the world. Um, so I'm not sure what happened there, but I, that does make me feel better about the day that Andrea had. I know she won't be happy finishing fifth. Her goal is to be a state champion this year, but she had a very good tournament. Uh, she had four first-period pins and then a 10-3 loss. So I'll have to talk to her tomorrow at school to see uh, what happened there in that match in the quarterfinals. At 126, uh, Anna, is it Kresja? Kresja. I believe. Uh, Rex and I know her as a Delta wrestler, but she has since transferred to Center Grove, her and her brother Wyatt. She's ranked second at 120, but I think she's going to be at 126 this year. She was your champion at Northview. She had some very good matches with Andrea Hernandez over the last couple of years. A lot of Columbia City girls in these uh, weights. We talked about Coach Culp and his team. Trinity Coyne made it to the finals at 138. And she lost to a young lady from Monrovia by fall, but she did get two pins before that, one of them against Vivica uh, Chacon from Columbia City, who we may see a rematch of that Tuesday night, I would think, if uh, the coaches can get together and make that happen. And then going on, like I said, a lot of Columbia City and Jay County wrestlers as they brought pretty darn good teams. One new name to the results, for me at least, I don't know if she's a freshman or sophomore, Last year, I kind of lost track of the girls because both Andrea and Trinity were hurt and didn't really get to wrestle. So I didn't go to regional last year for the first time in three years. Didn't go to state. Is Mallory Winter a freshman from Jay County? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't yeah, know. No. But she was your first place winner. That's Mason Winter's younger sister at 160 for Jay County, and uh, just really cool to see a full tournament for the girls where. There's wrestlebacks, and there's there's not you know a three person round robin for first, second, and third. You know, Dan, I I think we put a call into the commission, and we get him on here and be one of our guests, and uh, we'll ask him the tough questions. You know, we've had a lot of non answered questions tonight. <laughs> you know, the <laughs> well, commission might do that too, but I think we put him on the spot. I When's would, it going to happen? I would like to have an interview with him where he talks about what are the current stipulations. What what do girls rest? Yeah. What does girls wrestling need to do? To get there, don't Tell set a, don't set a goal and then move the goalpost. Yeah, set it, make it. If they're there, I think the the following is there, the backing's there. I, I think it's it's time. Yeah, well, it would be nice. Like I said, we don't have to ask them any opinion questions. Tell us right now what is the IHSAA's ruling yeah. on emerging sports? I know they changed it uh, a year ago. You and I are avid yeah. executive committee. <laughs> yes, yes. Meeting <laughs> minutes uh, readers. 
They changed it a couple years ago, and what does that mean for girls wrestling? I know there's a lot of talk, and people talk to this person. Well, this person said they need this many percentage. This person says they need this many schools. We need to go right to the source, I think. I'm telling you, you and I were down at the state volleyball championship, and they were talking about 50-year anniversary of Title IX. It's like, I think that's a perfect fitting time. You know, if you're going to have a 50th anniversary for Title IX, do it. Just yeah. got confirmation. Confirmation that Mason Winter's sister is a freshman. Yeah. So exciting to see what she can do this year as part of that Jay County team. Yeah, I think the IGSA with that emergency emerging sports uh, thing, I think they wanted to put something in there so that it was they weren't willy nilly about adding sports. I know the IGSA very much wants to go through a process and they don't want to add you know willy nilly add wrestling and then all of a sudden someone from rugby or someone from boys volleyball or ping pong whatever say hey you need to add this sport you know and i know that ihsa doesn't likes to do, go through processes to do things not but there are 30 some odd states with, that have wrestling that are sanctioned now so and, but indiana iowa do not which is very interesting to fairly popular wrestling states well, with all the data that you have on NAIMountain.com, I think you could pull enough data that you could send their way and say, here's the data. Here it is. Here's who's participating. Here's the numbers. Yeah, yeah. With track wrestling, that makes it a lot easier. I know we, the numbers are getting up there, and it's just a matter of more and more teams supporting it and more athletic directors you know, pushing for it. So I, I'm not exactly sure how that emerging sports thing works. I don't know how long it takes if there's a – five-year probationary period, a two-year, a one-year, what it is, but definitely would like Next, to know more about it. I've got homework for tonight, and that is to call Robert oh, and get him the commish on the show. <laughs> hey, as we take a look at results from around the state also this week, last week was a pretty big match. We had number one in 1A, Prairie Heights, take out Columbia City, 39-31. I would, I would not put Coach Culp on the spot, but I would say that, that – Blaine probably didn't feel that the lineup that they wrestled is their best lineup. There were a couple of names missing from what I expect to see on Tuesday, but still a very impressive win for Prairie Heights, a 1A team taking out a 3A team state team to start their season. Uh, I know we had a, a, a tweet from Coach Smith asking if uh, there was going to be a live broadcast from the, what did he call it, the Panther Dome, or what was I, it? I don't Probably the barn. That's what it should be called. <laughs> you ever been to Prairie Heights? Nope. We need to have Coach Smith call in and tell us a little bit more about <laughs> what's the name of that town? Uh, Brushy Prairie, Stroh, Etna. I don't. It's it's it's. I mean, they're not even towns. They're like villages. I bought a thirty pack of Stros. I don't know <laughs> if that qualifies me for anything. Well, Stro is well known for the old Fisher Stro. I mean, the original Fisher Stro. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that was thirty nine thirty one between Prairie Heights and Columbia City. I also saw that Bluffton wrestled this weekend. We'll have Coach Sprunger on later in the year. They defeated Central Noble 53-28, Fremont 58-18, and Westell 66-10. I also saw that New Haven wrestled Leo this weekend, yesterday. I don't know. Joe, did you get a chance to look at those yes. results? Yeah, New Haven won. I do not. 47-27. to 27. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that there were several forfeits in that Leo lineup. Of course, Leo went through a coaching change. We don't know exactly what to expect from them as they've gone through some changes but i see forfeits for leo at 120 160 195 220 and 285 did juliana campo she did not wrestle Campbell? so um you know talking about girls wrestling these are conversations that you have to have with some coaches i know you've got juliano campo ranked on indiana matt 
Do we know if she is going to be wrestling a boys' season this year? I presume she will be. From everything I have heard, uh, okay. she will be because, I mean, we do. You have the girls' season, and th they don't have to. I mean, it's optional to wrestle the girls' season right now. I know if one of the big things we were talking about the other day is if girls' wrestling is sanctioned, they won't be able to wrestle the boys' season at all. So I know that's one thing I know uh, Robert has talked about. And so that's going to be very interesting to see how people like her who can wrestle with the boys and do really well against the boys, how how they react to that because they're going to be, I mean, they're going to be like a Jesse Mendez or, you know, that through here. Yeah, and one other name to throw out for that New Haven team is that Easton Doster uh, wrestled 113. We're looking forward to seeing him and the New Haven team when they come to Belmont on December 7th on a match that will be broadcast on WZBD. And then we touched earlier on the fact that Columbia City and Jay County wrestled a full girls duel. That match ended 30-30, to 30, and it was Columbia City who had the criteria. Criteria I, A, B, C, it's criteria ninth, nine. Ninth criteria. It was. They had uh, three, three double forfeits and then uh, a couple of forfeits, but everything else was wrestled, and it sounded like a really fun match, and I know Coach Myers was really excited about what they were able to do there. With that, we've ended our third period, and we're going to send it back to Stevie. Steve Rouse run aboard. We'll be back for our overtime period. Well, Dane will run down a list of all the things happening on WZBD this week. You're listening to High School Wrestling Weekly on WZBD. Hi, this is Joel at Decatur Package Liquors, locally owned since 1965. I promise competitive prices and the best service in town. Stop in and ask me for details about our new Beer of the Month Club with all our great variety. We offer bulk buy discounts for weddings, graduation parties, and other big celebrations. Special orders are also available and highly recommended. Don't forget about Wine Wednesday where you get the best savings. Decatur Package Liquor, it's located right on 13th Street. Come on guys, it's where your friends shop. DDD Maintenance and Repair, owned and operated by Shane Reynolds, has your local professionals for heavy-duty truck and diesel engine repair. DDD Maintenance and Repair also offers full-service sand and glass blasting for your surface restoration projects. Whether it's getting your heavy-duty truck and diesel engine running like new or sandblasting your project to look like new, we have a blast renewing the past. Give Shane and the guys a call at 260-223-5442. That's DDD Maintenance and Repair. Independently owned and operated, Haggard Sefton Hershey and Zelt Funeral Home, located in the heart of downtown Decatur, has been serving the funeral needs of Adams County and the surrounding area for over 114 years. Whether it's at need, a prearrangement, or a monument sale, our small staff is here to provide comfort in your time of need and make our home feel like an extension of your home as we assist you in honoring the life of your loved one. Hi, this is Jesse from Heller Nursery. Heller Nursery is located in between Decatur and Bluffton on 400 West. Christmas is right around the corner. Heller Nursery has fresh cut greens and wreaths for decorating. Don't forget Christmas trees and poinsettias. Come see our wide selection of houseplants and indoor pottery. New crops are available weekly. Check out Heller Nursery's Facebook page for current selection and specials. We are open seven days a week, year round. back for the final time to the Hager Scepter Hershey Zeld High School Wrestling Weekly hosted 
a double eagle here at Cross Creek. Rexburg, along with Dane Filling, still joined with uh, Joe Caprino from IndianaMat.com. I appreciate Joe making his way down here, bringing some swag gifts uh, to some of our audience members here. And a nice little crowd here. It's mostly the Dane Filling fan club uh, here tonight, though. But uh, You got your fan club here, too, Rex. Party of one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rex, uh, I do want to talk about, obviously, we have our opening broadcast of the season, Tuesday night, the traditional opener between Belmont and Columbia City. For but, the final time. But Belmont is also wrestling after Thanksgiving for the first time in, I think, probably... 10, 11, 12 years, I think, since they last went to Yorktown. And that was just a one-day thing. It's been, I think, probably since maybe my freshman or sophomore year, 2001, 2002, that Belmont's wrestled the traditional 9 or 10 duels on the back-to-back. I won't be there. I'll be busy. That's okay. Well, I do have the schedule for you, and I wanted to read to everybody and our listeners what that's going to look like. Wrestling's going to start at 10 a.m. on Friday at Goshen High School. Uh, Joe and I were talking earlier that Goshen is out of Mishawaka this year. Yes. Is, uh, they've been there. Man, I've been going for 25 years, and I don't remember them ever not being there. Maybe my, my memory's foggy, but I'd have to look back on it. Yeah, that's kind of a very interesting team that's been there that long. Curious what, what the reason behind getting out of it is. Yeah, I don't know either. But anyways, wrestling starts at 10 a.m. on the first day. And the doors open at 8.30, according to this. There's going to be a short break after three rounds. But looking at Belmont's schedule specifically, Belmont is going to start out by wrestling Angola. And it was kind of interesting as I looked through, and I don't think I have it with me, in the back of our media guide, I've got the team information that shows the series history with these teams. Belmont and Angola actually wrestled a lot. They used to be back in the NEA. Back in the back in the '60s and the '70s, and so this is a rekindling of that rivalry that that hasn't taken place in what I know for a long they time. They were in the NEIAC. So start with Angola, Lakeland, then in round two, which is also somebody that Belmont used to wrestle way back when. Then it'll be a couple of South Bend teams, South Bend St. Joe. I think that'll be the first meeting between the two schools ever, and then South Bend Riley in round four. And then they'll end the day with Laporte, round five. Uh, Joe, I don't know what your opinion is, but I would say that Riley and uh, Laporte, two of the better teams in that in that ten way. Yeah, uh, Laporte's going to have some pretty good kids. I have Ashton Jackson coming back, returning state champ. Angola will have their heavyweight uh, Villa, Fuente, Villa Fuente. Um He was a qualifier last year. Um, they have some other younger guys. I think that'll be pretty solid too. That heavyweight's fun to watch. Yeah, he was. Fun we remember watch. him from from semi state. Then in round, uh, in day two, I'm sorry, wrestling will begin at 9 a.m. So make sure that you get that right. And if Bruce Timmy's listening, make sure you know 10 a.m. for day one, 9 a.m. for day two. There's just four rounds on day two. Belmont will start off with Hanover Central, and then they will wrestle South Bend Adams. South Bend Adams, by the way, not wrestling on Friday. I believe Goshen is inserting their JV team for the Friday rounds, and then South Bend Adams is going to be there on Saturday. Then Belmont will wrestle Goshen in what is listed as round eight, but the third round of day two, and then they'll finish out the day with West Noble, and everybody in the Belmont lineup will have ten matches in by the time we have our next show. So we'll have a lot to talk about when it comes to Belmont wrestling. Of course, there is no Adam Central wrestling, 
this coming week. Because they're playing football at a big stadium down in Indianapolis, and I'll be there along with uh, Mike Maki uh, on the call. And uh, that is a noon kickoff time, so we'll be on the air probably 20 minutes beforehand uh, to get that uh, all wrapped up. Two years in a row, Adams County Schools down there, Dane, and uh, it's just an exciting thing uh, for this for the area for football. For sure. And then as Jesse mentioned earlier, he's got Daleville scheduled as their opening uh, match, but that's not until the following week. So we don't have to talk about South Adams' results until after next week's show. But looking at WZBD's schedule for this coming week, feast week for Thanksgiving. We've got the Pacers at the Bulls tomorrow night. That tips off at 7.30. Sorry, pregame at 7.30. We've got the Jeff Brom show as he talks about Purdue's big win and then the upcoming Old Oak and Bucket game. That starts at 6.05. And then we're going to roll right into wrestling coverage right after that with Belmont and Columbia City. Then on Wednesday night, it's the opening tip-off of the boys' high school basketball season. We're going to have Union City and South Adams. Matt Conversay on the call about 7 o'clock for that tip. We will then, after that, cut into the Pacers broadcast, I believe. And then no sports on Thanksgiving this year. On Friday, then we'll have the 1A state title game between Adams Central and Indianapolis Lutheran. After that, then we'll have tape delay of Purdue basketball. And then we will go into girls basketball with South Adams taking on Bluffton. Saturday, the 27th, then we've got the Old Oaken Bucket Pre-game at 2.30, kickoff for that game at 3.30, and then we've got boys basketball that night, too, as uh, Coach John Baker brings his Woodland Warriors to Belmont with a 7 o'clock tip. Then next Sunday, the Colts play the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. That is a noon pre-game with a 1 o'clock tip. Not tip, kickoff. Wrong sport. And then uh, Pacers basketball in the afternoon after that, and then our show, High School Wrestling Weekly, at 7 p.m., and then next Monday we've got the Matt Painter Show, and it becomes basketball season for Purdue other than their bowl game. You know, I, I end a lot of my broadcasts with WZB Sports, your leader in sports in Adams County, and all you have to do is look at that list, and it's like, who, 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 who competes with that? I know that there's somebody else out there that likes to think they do, but this is the list that uh, Dane's put together. And Joe, we got a couple minutes left here. Um, when, Whenever... Indiana Matt comes down and we have the simulcast and stuff, you're able to track uh, who's following, aren't you? What, what kind of uh, audience do we have online when we have that simulcast? It's pretty extensive. I know I, I look at the stats all the time and, you know, looking at how many, you know, people are looking at on the website and stuff. And I know I know live we get, you know, up to a thousand, a thousand people at a time sometimes, especially for the for the Team State reveal show. And a lot of people, if, if something's going wrong, my phone's blown up, so... Uh, it's you know it's a lot of people are watching a lot of people lo- love to get you know consume wrestling information whether it's articles or podcasts I know that your guys' podcast and my and the girl radio gets quite a few uh, views throughout the week and when people are driving to work or at work or do you know doing what, whatever they want to do and listen to their podcast and, and the wildly famous the uh, the new pre state finals uh, simulcast that we have that we put out there with you guys i mean that's been really great and then in between we had the little in between session and the commission has actually talked about that being another thing a little split session i mean we got another time for the little gorilla radio slash wzbd hopefully we don't have to do it from our hotel room like we did last year though hey, that adds it to worked it. it worked out though it, it did add to it so hey i just wanted to really touch on the rest of our schedule leading up to that big reveal 
we are back on the air next Sunday for our Thanksgiving week recap, November 28th. And then we will have a preview of the ACAC duels on December 5th, also a Sunday. The following Sunday on December 12th, we'll recap all the action that we call at Jay County. Is that where we're going? I think it's at Jay County. And then on December 19th, that's our last Sunday show of 2021, we will recap all of the action. Uh, Adam Central and South Adams both in action that weekend. And then we won't have our show again until we are live from the, what they call it, the Crow's Nest? Not the catwalk, the crow's nest at the old gym, the oldest gym in Indiana still in existence, I think. Still in use, I'm sorry, at Mishawaka. We'll be there live. That's Wednesday, December 29th. And then we'll bring you the team state pairings on Sunday, January 2nd, right here from the Double Eagle. What a great wrap as we've wound our way down and the overtime is over. And Dane, Steve Rouse back at the studio does pay attention. He's told me that... You are correct. Vision Quest was filmed in Spokane, Washington. There, there we go. go. I'd like to thank all of our crowd for coming out and watching with us tonight. I'd like to thank both of our guests uh, who are going to stick around. We're going to go to the podcast section here in a minute. But I'd like to thank all of our fine sponsors who have helped bring this show to you each weekly, uh, each week here from the Double Eagle Clubhouse Grill. It's signing off. has been Rex Brewer and Dane Filling for Tiger Center High School Wrist Weekly. Vision Quest was filmed in Washington, so you're relevant now. There you go. Do you know, do you know Rocky? Rocky IV was filmed in uh, Jackson Hole, Montana. Not even Russia. That is terrible. Oh, I, I figured that. We're going up a gondola, and all of a sudden the guy's like, any, any Rocky fans? And this was my sixth grade year, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> and he's like, this is where Rocky uh, ran the mountains against Drago. <laughs> Instantly, I'm like, I don't care how cool the Tetons look. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone was here. <laughs> like, it was awesome. Oh. Uh huh. WZBD. The only radio station. The only radio station. <laughs> you need to know. Well, we just went over the uh, whoa, whoa. schedule for the Goshen uh, Tenway between uh, that Belmont's going to be participating in, and we talked about the start of your season. And we were even looking at the top ten teams, and I wanted to turn back to that, Jesse. One mm-hmm. A top ten, you are going to face before they choose the last or the twelfth team. They're going to choose. You're going to see Cowan. Obviously, you're not going to see Tell City or North Posey. They're so far away. But you're <laughs> going to see Centerville, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll obviously see Adam Central. Daleville. You'll see Daleville, and then you've got Adam Central going to Rensselaer Central. Mm-hmm. So you won't get to wrestle Rensselaer, but you'll have um, a common with them. And then uh, Southridge is ranked 10th. So you've got uh, definitely an opportunity to show that, that you belong in that field. Absolutely. Yeah, that was the... And, you know, I, I'm not, not going to... You can't play in the past, but um, I think I look at our, our team this year, and you, you mentioned losing some seniors, but um, even looking at Rochester on that, Rochester's a tough team, and they've got some... some uh, some heavy weight classes that are, are solid, but that was a that was a one two match and that was over a holiday weekend where we had some guys that were out of town for Christmas and stuff like that. So we were a one two matches off from them anyway, um, to where I think uh, our roster this year will be able to compete with that team as well. 
Yeah, and I'm really excited about the the new format. I think it's going to lend itself to making the tournament even more competitive. And having seeded the tournament for the last, I don't know what it is, five or six years, unfortunately, it feels like every year, as you start to build that spreadsheet of the 12 teams, it always seems by mid-December, there's two teams that you've already shoved down to the bottom and you say, no, they're not they're not going to be competitive. So I think the less of that that you can have and the more teams that are in the mix, the harder that the seeding gets, the the better the quality of tournament is. Yeah, definitely. That's that's huge now that you have that extra team that just like last year, two of the teams you had Floyd Central made the finals and Jay County what was third. Mm-hmm. That that's huge. Mm-hmm. And we still don't have full confirmation of sites yet do you have do you have are you willing to say what you know i don't i've heard the same thing you have um i think they're just waiting to dot some i's cross some t's and waiting for the official signature from jd minch to Hmm. say that to officially announce it so as far as i know it's pretty well solidified so but well the last that i've heard is that 1a and 2a are going to stay together but 3a is going to be at a different site and 4a is going to be a different site from that yes so still in the formation of eight teams at 4A, eight teams at 3A, and then we'll have two 12-team fields um, for 1A and 2A. Locations are yet to be determined, huh? So, uh, just a little hair south of, uh, of Indianapolis from what I've gathered. Okay. You're going to so. have to take South Adam south. Jeez, <laughs> criminy. To the real slou- south. Yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> to the real south. <laughs> we're going to go. <laughs> away from the Coliseum, which will be interesting, but um, you know, I've been. Uh, I went to Westfield. I remember. Yep. I went to Muncie, and we've been to the Coliseum. Where was the other place that it hosted the second year? Was second, it first two years were at first two Westfield. years were at Westfield. Yep, and then they went to one year at Muncie. Yep, that was first year. Carol was there, and that was my first year. At and there. it's been the Coliseum ever since. Hmm. Yes, I believe so. This is year eleven. No, this is year ten. I believe. That sounds right. I think Adam Central is one of, I think, three teams that's been invited ten times. Mm-hmm. Perry's been there every time, and Modern Day's been there every time. Jeez. Yeah. I believe. I think those are the only three. I'd have to look back at my book. I've got my draft copy. but yeah. I think Prairie Heights missed one year, and there are a couple others. A Penn missed one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think last year was the first year they weren't there. And Belmont missed out the first two years. Yeah. And they've been there ever since. Yeah. So, so. yeah. Definitely, and obviously we haven't really talked about the fact, but the tournament is an entire week later than it was in the schedule last year, which you know bumps it up a little bit later. There's less time in between Team State and Sectional, and I really like that. I mean, going back to the old Team State format where it used to interweave with the individual, individual. tournament, <laughs> yeah. there always seems to be a letdown once you've been eliminated. or Back then, once you were eliminated from that I think duels are hard now once you've wrestled at Team State. We got third, you know, and then you wrestle a team who got fifth, and then they beat you, and you're like, oh, you know, maybe we're not the third best team. Or even worse, you win Team State, and then you wrestle a team that didn't get invited or couldn't make it, and then you lose, and then it's like, yeah, it kind of, I don't know if it cheapens it, but it's just nicer when that moves further towards the end of the season. I know. I'll give you a hard time and, and bring up a, a sore subject, but Belmont went through this two years ago when they won Team State, 
And then they got to you in the schedule, and it was like, okay, Belmont's undefeated, Belmont's one team state, and now we've got this match that really doesn't mean anything, but then it means a lot because we want to stay undefeated, we want to do this. And I think just the, the later in the season that it can be, I think the more meaningful those duels are. Yeah, definitely. You know, those teams, especially the bigger schools, they're going to peak. They're going to work to peak at Team State because that is, you know, a lot of people really take it real serious. So uh, they peak for that, and then they're going to, you know, take a little bit of a lull and, you know, kind of let kids get some rest, get ready for the sectional series, conferences, things like that. So they, you know, so you don't your focus changes as a coach, and I think that's as, as long as you can get it a little bit later, like it is now, I think that'll help. You know legitimize it and teams aren't going to be kind of sandbagging a little bit as they you know their last couple weeks of the season well we haven't talked about carol tonight you got anything that you want to say about Carroll's season i know you guys are going to have a lot of new faces you lost a lot last year you lost the state champ in reeve muncie um what's carol's schedule look like this year uh, same schedule as we have we're going to be al smith we're going to be at uh, westfield for the shamrock uh, slam as i like to call it that's always a pretty really good early season event yet carmel zionsville westfield's going to be tough hopefully they'll get their kids back from football i know they're in the state finals uh that's always a real good real good event looking at the when i was doing the team rankings looking at what westfield and zionsville have back they, they should be Really good this year. Yeah, that's going to be a doozy of a tournament. You had add in uh, Hamilton Southeastern, I believe, is there. You have Carmel. That's going to be be a a good day for for anyone to wrestle. And then we, we're going to go to Maryville this year. That's our biggest change. We went there last year, kind of last uh, last minute. So is that the Tom the Tom Cameron? Cameron. Yep, we're going to be there. Uh, a lot of pretty solid teams: Plymouth, Maryville, um, Highlands. There, I'm not 100 percent certain who everyone's there, but it's usually a pretty solid event. And then. Uh, we'll be at the Al Smith. We have our Carroll Super Duels, which is going to be pretty solid as usual. You could see a nice uh, 2A preview, Garrett and Jay County. Dwenger's there. We added Dwenger this year. Um, and then some other uh, local teams like Cherbusco and and Northrop for sectional seating stuff. And then end of the season, it kind of goes down a little bit. We've got the Bill, Bill Kerr roll and then the Wild Bill. Uh, just the coaches' memorial events. I guess we're all we're making the uh, the rounds. You got the Al Smith, you got the Bill Corbel, you got the Tom Cameron. We only go to coaches' events, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that. I got distracted because Rex has taken one of your Indiana Matt stickers, and I believe he's putting it on the stall door in the bathroom. Right I now. wondered. I was like, is he going to the either on his Jeez. bumper or he's putting it in the bathroom? <laughs> nice. Yep, he did it. He did it. I knew exactly what you did. It's okay. Put our mark here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we and then you know we'll have some. We have our pretty solid duels. We'll wrestle Garrett at Garrett. That uh, should be a fun one. And uh, we wrestle Prairie Heights this week. We wrestle mm -hmm. Belmont. We have a pretty solid schedule, top to bottom. We don't have a conference, so we have a lot of freedom, which I I enjoy. I enjoy as a as a coach. I want to you know get us a good solid schedule of good wrestle good teams and you know full teams, and so. You know, we're going to keep kind of trying to tweak our schedule as much as we can. Well, it is one of the nice things about a wrestling program, and especially if you don't have a conference, and it's kind of the, in contrast to what happens in football. I know I talk to a lot of kids about, you know, they want to know what's your prediction for Friday or what game are you going to be at when I have them in class. And like, well, they don't play anybody. And it's like, well, you know, in football, you don't really get a chance to pick who you get to play. <laughs> I mean, it's predetermined for you. You don't really get a chance to set a schedule. In the ACAC, you do get two non-conference games but you know in the sac carol doesn't get to choose their football schedule at all 
right? That, the SAC is set. There's no non-conference games, anything. So obviously a, a very nice perk for you as a wrestling coach to really be able to, to you know, there were those years uh, way back in the NHC where Belmont, we were giving Andy Oberlin a hard time about the very bottom of the barrel for Homestead when Belmont would wrestle him and it'd be 72 to nothing and you'd have two or three matches. And Carroll had years like that too where they were really good and you had to wrestle a couple NHC teams that you knew were going to win maybe one or two matches and you were able to get out of that. Now, Jesse, you have some experience with that. You were able to, to sort of cherry pick the conference duels that you wanted to keep. You kept wrestling your ACAC duels. But, you know, th- there aren't a whole lot of things accomplished by wrestling a team every single year where you know the score is going to be 70 to 3. Yeah, absolutely. And that was kind of the, you know, with just relationship and conversation with Jason Arnold looking towards postseason. Um, that's a, that's a, to be able to wrestle a kid that you'll see the end of the season, um, whether it's a regional kid or a sectional kid, um, get that match in now, early in the season, and kind of gauge where you're at, see where. Um, that my mat time is going to be so to reach out to a to a delta to a Cowan to something like that where it's like hey get get them on the schedule now and you get get to kind of see what that looks like i not that our conference um you know you look at teams like southern wells bluffton's shot up and and i'm not sure as far as what the um what the future looks like middle school wise or coming up or anything like that but they'll they'll be tough um but our conference is not necessarily – you've got your Jay County, your Adams Central, South Adams, um, and, and Bluffton. But, but nobody – I mean, nobody wants to wrestle Heritage. Nobody did, wants I, to, did I hear of a coaching change at Heritage? Have you heard about that? Yeah. Uh, yes. I did see that yes, name. There is. Do, um, do you know who, who got the job? Um, it's on this one website. It, it is on the, <laughs> I saw it too. I saw it on there, and I was like, I don't recognize the name. Okay. Like a – Jake or a Joe, is, is or like a Jalen something. Oh. I think Jaylen, I really, I Jaylen really Long liked or, uh, Tommy mm. Lockett and thought that he did a really nice job with the situation that he had there. Not a place where wrestling has no. any sort yeah. of rich history. But in you know, going back to what I was saying, it's not any level of disrespect for you to talk to Heritage's head coach and say, "Hey, we don't want to do this anymore no. because they're not gaining anything by most of those matches." Yeah. No, you know what Tommy Lockett said uh, after one of our matches one time, and, and again, the, the margins were were large, but he just said, "Hey, we're coming for you next time," and that was all, from 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 his optimistic. It was like that's cool. Like, yeah, it's Jalen Cato, which I don't know exactly. Okay, who I mean, what what kind of background he has in wrestling or anything, but yeah. So yeah, it's definitely. I, I like having that. people. I always ask us, you know, oh, you should, you, you must, you guys really need a comfort. You guys, I go, I don't. I like having that weekend off before sectional. Um, gives our kids a, a break. They get to see sunlight on a Saturday because it's going to be four straight weeks of, you know, being in there early and stuff. And you know, we got we have so much freedom with our schedule, and we've shifted it so that we have pretty much Wednesday. The worst case scenario, we have a Wednesday Saturday, uh, matches. So we aren't we aren't. Uh, locked in to have a Tuesday, Thursday. We, we used to have a two uh, for conference. We'd have Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. We had two conference matches on Tuesday and Thursday. And then we'd have Saturday. We'd have our Carroll Super Bowl, which is the last sectional. That was the biggest week of our season. And it was finals week for our kids. So we got, we got, so, I mean, that was so stressful. It was like, we don't want to hurt these kids. You know, we got to get back to, you know, we'd go to Belmont on one of those days, you know, that's a long drive. And then they got finals the next day. And then we got to get ready for, three or four good match, you know, very important matches for sectional. I mean, 
teams we should you know do well against but at the same time we should we need to win these individual matches so we secure seeds sectional and conference wise so that was a that was a rough week so i'm glad we don't have to do that anymore it's definitely an element of being a wrestling coach that uh coaches of other sports don't really quite grasp i know basketball is very traditional you sign usually typically very long contracts where you you have home and aways and you put them on your schedule and they're there for the long term baseball and softball are different just because they play so many times and obviously football is a little bit more like that but you only have nine games to deal with but with wrestling you know you've got your 18 points most of the time we think of it as 16 points because the conference tournament is a given uh, so that's one thing that that yeah. you've got different hey one thing i did want to talk about maybe joe's got the inside knowledge here are we still expecting, uh, I know I was at the meeting with Robert in May, are we still expecting a split Friday session for the state finals this year? I, I haven't I, seen I haven't it. it. I haven't seen or heard anything. I haven't seen it in the minutes. So, I, I mean, yeah, that's what he someone, said. Yeah. Yeah, I think, he, I think he said, I'm pretty sure that he said when we met in May down there in Indianapolis at the IHSAA offices that that is something that they liked and that they wanted to to keep doing so that's a really interesting dynamic um it changes a lot of things um for you know taking off of school going down the night before all of those types of things it's uh it's interesting i'm not sure if i like it uh it does break up the day a little bit more um it's going to get us done a little bit Earlier, although I don't know if we really got done all that much earlier. No, because they started later. I mean, because I think our the second session started about seven ish, so it really didn't take it. Took about the same amount of time. I, I'm not sure if I'm the biggest fan. I think it it opens the door for a possibility of adding, say, four more wrestlers in each weight class. That way, we could have like a little bit of a pigtail round and then go to a you know then go to the regular bracket. You know. I think hopefully maybe that ad you know opens up that door that we can have some more matches. Maybe we can have those that those dreaded W words. I'm not gonna say that W word. So uh, you know it it could open the door for a lot of different things. Hopefully. So Dane, you and I know from conversations with the commish, it doesn't matter what you and I care about. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the ISWA has their mindset and how they're gonna do things, and we've talked about it on the show before about what was talked about with sectional alignments. They're very much interested in trying to, they're not, they say that they're not trying to find the direct entertainment value, bang for your buck, the thing that they can, that they can promote the most. They're trying to promote interscholastic athletics and they're trying to crown a champion. You have, you have more homework, Dane. That's yeah. another question. What's the format of the state finals going to be this year? That's another question. <laughs> yeah, the two session thing, you know, you know, and just to be selfish or to talk about myself, you know, I had to leave. We had to be down there, right? We had to leave Thursday. I had to leave Thursday night, and you know, I worked nights with the paper, and so it created a whole. It included another hotel night stay because you really can't, unless you're within maybe an hour, you really can't wake up Friday morning, and you know, kids, especially competitors and coaches, need. A good night's sleep in you the know, hotel. You or? know, with, with with COVID numbers being up, uh, well, as far as participation being up, I think the state finals for football are going to be wide open. Yeah. I mean, so so let's let's assume that that number 
for attendance for wrestling is going to be allowed to be higher as well. Yeah, and I don't know if they think that so many people come for one match that they can bring them in and then the losers, they go home and then a whole new group comes in and some people will pay twice. I'm not sure. If, if that's, that's the case, then they need to be educated because that's not it. There's a whole bunch of people that have been going, off, going for 30 or 40 years that they have no kids yeah. there, and they come and they watch these kids wrestle. And, and that's what you get when you get the Bruce Teamies of the world fighting on the Internet at 2 o'clock in the morning to find uh, empty tickets for the next match on well, Saturday. Let's, let's sure hope that that doesn't happen again because <laughs> yeah. that was an absolute disaster. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want that to ever happen again, the Ticketmaster debacle. Coaches Association was pushing for more wrestlers on yes. the state tournament level, and I don't, I don't know if that's nah, gotten any traction or nah, not. But that, that's that, that got axed. Much like, uh, all of our proposals this year got got pretty much uh, pretty ugly. It was zero to eighteen or whatever it was. So yeah, which is a bummer because yeah, I, I thought it was thought out well, and it was they had done their homework on it, and then it just didn't get anywhere. I so. will say. Out of that conversation, I think he, as the assistant commissioner for our sport, is willing to listen to holistic changes to the format, whether that is combining sectional and regional, uh, maybe sending one more round of kids to a different weekend, uh, adding an extra round of consolation matches. You know, at semi-state... You bring 16 in, you get down to four, and then you, you, I know you wrestle for third and fourth, but it's basically a consolation bracket. You could do the exact same thing, and we've talked about it before. It, it has to do with how many mats you have, how long the day's going to be. They've got workers that they pay. They've got people that they want to keep happy, that type of thing. But I think a concerted effort to try to advance more kids and to also allow it to could help, but... As I said, I think last week or two weeks ago, he was very vocal about the point that it's not about getting the 16 very best wrestlers to the state finals, that it is about getting the best four wrestlers from the northwest corner of the state and from the northeast corner of the state and from the Indy area and from the south. And, that, and that's the way the IHSAA wants it to be. Yep. So, <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I mean, they do the, the, they do the things in their own way and hopefully we can kind of just plug things in here and here and there and i think our relationship with the ihsa is getting better it just we got to be smarter with what we propose because i think some of those proposals were not uh they were just kind of fruitless i was like that's not going to pass let's just why propose it if it's you know not going to pass and hopefully we can get some well every coaches association throws out some crazy proposals yeah i mean football had is it seven on seven or eight on eight? I, yeah. I keep forgetting. Seven I mean, they had, they had a full proposal for adding seven on seven football as a sanctioned sport. That didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, the Coaches Association basketballs talk shot clock. They got the mercy rule in basketball this year passed. Maybe we need to get mercy rule in wrestling. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have a mercy tech rule. That's called tech fall. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's yeah. some Saturdays where I wish there were a mercy rule just on the day. Six yeah. takedowns <laughs> in the first period is <laughs> over. Yeah. So. Well, guys, I thank cool. you for uh, joining us and uh, joining us especially here on the after the final whistle on the podcast and look forward to seeing both South Adams and Carol and all of the content that Indiana Matt puts out. 
and uh, let's get this season started. I know it's already started, but for us, it doesn't really feel like it's started. Uh, Tuesday when I walk into the gym late after wrestling's already started because I'm watching my daughter cheer earlier in the day, it's going to feel real. We talked about not going because daughter had a game, and my wife's like, you've been to every Columbia City Belmont match since you were how old, Dane? <laughs> and she hasn't missed one since 2008, or no, I'm sorry, 2004. So we decided we're going to make it up there. Even if we show up with two bouts left, we're going to be there. So we want to thank Joe for all the swag. We're going to toss out some of these and put some stickers on some cars and, <laughs> and keep showing the love and stall doors. You didn't go in the women's, did you? Okay, good. Okay, good. Well, Steve, thank you for uh, listening to us. Thank you for the trivia question that indeed uh, Vision Quest was filmed in Spokane, Washington. My brother is here from Washington on Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, we thank you for running the board. And we will see everybody Tuesday night.